Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. The 16th century was one of the most extravagant and one of the first periods in which modern ideas of fashion influenced what people were. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the larger culture trends of time, including the rise and spread of European 16th century fashion. So, let's get it. What do you know about those drip? That 16th century drip. It's pretty extravagant, isn't it? I know. You showed me like uh, one of those um, paintings. Maybe we which... should talk about, maybe we should start off by saying how we, we got onto this topic tonight. Okay. <laughs> so, maybe Mango would be able to uh, explain it better. Why, why don't you explain, since you're the one that, that started this this whole thing. Sometimes when I'm working, um, I enjoy listening to a little bit of classical music. Um, and so today I was listening to uh, a, a good classic favorite of a lot of people, Canon in D Major by uh, uh, Pachelbel, Pachelbel, I don't know how it's pronounced, but um, it just, <laughs> it got me in that like classical, like 17th century mood, you know what I mean? You, you just, sometimes you just hit, you got to get into that classical 17th century mood. Tim hits it like once a week. Yeah, I love wearing a doublet. <laughs> a doublet. A doublet. A doublet. Whatever, man. So what? What made you like? What? What? What got you on this 16th century trip? I think I just like started looking up photos of like 17th century because I I was trying to remember what violin bowstring was made of, and I thought it was horsehair, and I was correct. Um, but I decided to, I, I think I just got off into like a search uh, hole where I just kept on searching different things, started searching through 17th century fashion. And man, these guys just have that drip, you know what I mean? And obviously this is nothing new. Everybody, everybody who's been born not yesterday uh, has seen, you know, 18th, 17th century, uh, like 1700s, 1800s uh you know fashion and it was very extravagant a lot of it was mainly for nobles and and the wealthier class yeah the monarchs um the normal the normal the the layman did not wear nearly the level they uh, wanted to wear something that level you know everybody kind of like the same as like what we see today it's like fake china like fake china knockoffs well back in the day italy was like the biggest like um um fashion uh, center right back in the no, day france this, france this is what, france no it was italy when it started because italy was where rome is you know and okay 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 okay. rome was oh, like are the, you talking about like the renaissance well yeah 16th century yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um so the wealthy uh kingdoms um you know you know usually go to italy because that's the main tr- trade center and that's where kind of like the european bank is located and and such and um you know it's close to turkey also i mean it's not close if you look at the map but it's fairly close in contrast to like british or mm-hmm. britain or uk right right um, to, the, and, to the middle east you mean. yeah to the silk road essentially right? right where all like the trades are happening from the east and um to the, to the west Coast. and vice versa and so so that's where like a lot of like Eastern like um, fashion also comes in, like you know the silk. That's why the so term a lot of silk different, road. a lot of different materials. Yeah, fabrics, rich fabrics, and like a lot of like tailor guilds are like and associations where like 
in Italy. That's why a lot of like you know like luxury brands right now when you you say Italian, it's like oh that's it that's Italian, you know like because that's that's where it all began. Funny really. how that's lasted over five hundred years, and it had it has been still it has remained true for the most part, you know. Italian leather, <laughs> Italian <laughs> silk, you know. Italian silk, even though Ch- China made this the the silk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. We digress back to like you know like the 16th century. So a lot of these like popes and kings would like hire like um, individuals like uh, to create them. You know like um, these extravagant, luxurious clothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and for, it's gonna live forever since it's in the artworks and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think if I remember correctly, Gucci has been around for that long also. Gucci. Yeah, five hundred years, at least five hundred years. Five hundred so. years for Damn. Gucci. Oh, some, somebody fact check me. I know, I know, we sp- spit out like you know cowboy statistics and facts here, but ma- maybe Mango can fact check me while I'm trying to explain some some of the grander things of like the 16th century and why it is important. 1921. 1921. So I am wrong. Oh, 400 years. You're good. You're good. Oh, 400 years. You're good, dude. Yeah, it's not that old. Hey, man. I'm sure that I'm sure. I was closing now. One of them is probably like. If this was Price is Right, I was pretty close. Hermes go all the way back then. Hermes. 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 We don't know for we don't know for sure, but. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, mm. we There's we digress back some, to some the brands. importance of, of of like why hype, why drip is so chased after by the the layman, wealth, wealth power, by uh, the normal people, by, oh, the, by the normal people. Ugh. Yeah. So Ugh. because all these powerful people have yeah. all these like extravagant things, right? Which still translates to this day. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. which Continue. still translates to this day and. Everybody from the bottom wants what the top has. Mm. It's, yeah. it's it's crazy. It's like um, a lot of these kings and queens and like dukes and like you know like whatever monarchs they are getting a lot of these made for free, mm. if not free. I mean, technically it's free, or they they'd probably like chop somebody's head off. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little rough, but yeah. Yeah, but and and we see this today, right? Like um, only the top the top one percenter gets a lot of these like things for free. Well, minus the head chopping, but they are getting it for free, so they get like you know the marketing like uh, clout out there. Like if you think about the uh, Canada Goose, they sure. they gave a lot of like their coats to Hollywood. That's how it came up in uh, popularity. Well, that's that goes on Hollywood. Yeah, like dresses and stuff like that. Yeah, too, right? yeah. And then it's like when, businesses are kings now. Well, when people are businesses. seeing these, they want the same thing, right? Because they mm. see they're like this, like, you know, like, I don't know, Miley Cyrus or like Kim Kardashian wearing it or, or, or Kanye, the Yeezys, right? Oh, you're right. It's too much clout. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that new pomegranate <laughs> artichoke patterned gown. <laughs> Florida Lee. Jeez, you gotta get that big ass cape. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta. I, I love the capes back in the day because they look like, they look like um, what is it called that that major the major sheet that's on every bed everybody's bed, like well, uh, what is it? like a duvet. 
No, it's it's that mate. It's the it's the giant fluffy uh, sheet. That's it's the giant fluffy comforter. Uh, I no. think it is the comforter. Is it, is it the comforter? Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like the, the sheet on, on the top bed. of the, the like during winter, the top, you have the, the like top, the top layer of the bed sheets. Uh, the the really heavy one, the thick one. It is the comforter. It is the comforter. The comforter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so basically, they have like a comforter as a as an entire cave. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta bring that crazy. thing back. They gotta bring that thing back so everybody would be like walking down the street. It's like oh my god, I can't, I can't wait till Hollywood make a comforter like a trend again. So every like, so we can all wear our beds. Every person would look like a fucking clown out there. Like somebody that's dri- trying to drip out, you know. Like, look at me. I got. I got to get comfort. You know what I love about those old <laughs> images? You know, like the people that look like they're in their like fifties and like sixties in those fa- photos. They look so. It's so funny to see someone that's like dripped out in like in like old age because old people nowadays are just they. They so don't care about that kind of thing. Like they don't care about visuals. By by the time you're sixty, you just don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, you're just wearing your your dad jeans and and shirt, and you're probably rolling around with like a million in the bank. Re- like secretly. I don't think a lot of people lived that long. Also, back in the day, so it, it feels <laughs> right. like they celebrate their long life as well, right? Because yeah. they probably die around the sick when when they hit sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny seeing um, the elderly, or I guess like the older kings, um, like drift out like that. Because typically, you see. I just think of like older people as like wearing like flip flops and and shorts and going out and, <laughs> they're in and Florida. Uh, yeah, they're in Florida. You know, they're fishing every day. Jimmy attending Jimmy Buffett's fucking yeah. concert. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, drinking so who, like uh drinking those old people drinks. So who had there. the who had the most drip back in the day? Oh King the Henry for sure. King Henry? Yeah. I was thinking oh, Queen yeah. Elizabeth, but not nah. Maybe maybe uh the that the Marie Antoinette, you know. Mm. She pretty Louis dripped the out from what I heard. Louis the Fourteenth had a lot of drip. You think so? Yeah, the Sun King. He was the king of Paris or king mm. of France. Well, maybe he's the king of fashion also. <laughs> he was pretty high up there in terms back of back in the um, day, you know, back in, in the day it was uh, crazy also, right? Because okay, it or says corsets. here <laughs> it says here that um England and France owned the larger lands um so there there were a lot of dukes and like you know uh, mm-hmm. duchess right yeah. and um what they did was like pretty much do a lot of like these fashion like almost like arms race for fashion mm-hmm. and it it got so costly that you know they they were throwing parties and they were clothing themselves and their families with like the latest and most expensive like pieces like you know like those big ass jewelry like bigger than like that titanic diamond you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. everybody mm-hmm. was like doing it and some of these counts were going broke <laughs> <laughs> it's just All crazy right. i can't relate <laughs> I, mean, I, gotta, <laughs> I get the last the, the latest trend you gotta get the latest hot ish yeah they you know these are, we're talking about nobles going broke for fashion back in the day it's ridiculous mm. you know they, yeah. they were the true drip drip gods <laughs> yeah so what I about mean, like a fashion like fashion things like they they 
invented and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it it was like a thing, you know, like um, the first book of for fashion was uh, created um, was written in 1561 really? by wow. uh, Count Baldassare Castiglione II. Baldassare, wow. he was balling. <laughs> well, maybe that's where it all started, man. <laughs> did he create? Did he create like the first lookbook? Uh, yeah, the, it's the, the original. The he, OG. He, the book. book's name is the Book of the Courtier. Yeah. So you know. what, what did this con- this book consist of? Like, what's it? It consists of like conversation of how to talk Ooh. the talk, horse riding, manners. It's a culture. Yeah, exactly. He urged men to develop their own sense of style. This is such a mango book, you know. It is. Mango is it like is. all about. It's all about the brand earnest. Mm. It's like having your own personal brand. Literally, mm-hmm. this is the first time uh, branding, quote unquote, like you got to brand yourself. What's really self branding right here? 1561, the book of the courtier. Actually, that's not true. There is branding that goes back thousands of years uh, back to the old marks of like um, of blacksmith where they would have their own little family. Yeah, yeah, mark. yeah, but that's like literally branding. That's where the name brand came yeah. from. Bra- branding, brand. like literally t- teaching other people how to brand, how to like you know the perception, right? It's mm-hmm. not about like the look of like a seal. That's more like yeah. a logo. That's part mm-hmm. of branding. Yeah. Well, well, when we talk about branding, it's the whole brand, like the whole package, like yeah. the identity, the the way that you you move about, the way that you talk, the way yeah, that you... the way people perceive you. That's that's Everything. what that's what branding is all about, right? It's all about like what other per- yeah. perceives you. I mean, that's also what that's even what um what Andy Warhol was going going for was like the fact that like stay a little mysterious, stay a little a little weird and a little crazy. Um, and you know, everybody gets the, that 15 minutes of fame as he, as he would once say. Fun fact, Andy Warhol is, um, a member of men in black, according to the fourth men in black installment. <laughs> really? That's crazy. <laughs> what? Have you guys not seen the, the fourth men in black, the one where Will Smith time traveled in time? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, didn't. there was a scene there that Andy Warhol is, uh, a, a, a men in black, um, agent. MIB agent. He was what? a true. He was a true uh, drip god with the rest of them. I guess you could say that. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm looking at Louis the Fourteenth's um, signature, and it's literally just like, like a zigzag scribble up and down. <laughs> Dude, you know what I love about like uh, these uh, things is like when I used to go to Reddit and go to trip tripping through time. The memes there. I know you like you like reading Renaissance like medieval painting memes. It's so hilarious. I could I could I'm just like looking at Tim's face right now. He's like full of disgust. No, but during that time, it's just like there's famine. There's like you know like diseases and stuff like that. And hey man, you know it, you know it's it's such a contrast if you like if you see like a commoner versus a noble. Yeah, it's like no these, different than what we live in right I now. I know, but I'm looking at a picture like <laughs> this lady has like jewels like on her fu- like her cape or something. And she is also donning inside under that big ass gown a true corset Ooh. developed in 1580. Jeez. Goodness. Extended by a padded sausage known as a bum or <laughs> barrel. Which was tied around the waist under the skirt. Later, the French in- introduced the wheel 
farthingale drum shaped with radiate radiating spokes on top. Damn, uh, right. She got uh, spokes on there too. She got spokes on her on her. Yo, shit. close it spokes. Come on now. Yo, man. I hope it's the free spinning ones that can like you know well, just keep on going when you stop at the light. Did you know there's even a stiffer corset called the stomacher? The stomacher. What? I love how like well, I mean Lil, Lil Uzi just Lil Uzi just bolted a, a jewel to his forehead. So we're we've we've gone full circle now. Oh boys. my god, it's decorated with jewelry <laughs> and embroidery. That's what makes it different too. <laughs> it's crazy. There is no Ooh. difference than what it is today if you think about it. People go ape shit for this and rich people like are so disgustingly dripped out. They're so out of touch of like the cultural norm. Need that you know? rough yeah. collar. Need that rough collar. Like, and and if you think about it, this is how fashion rised to you know like all these like ripped jeans because now the rich people want to be not perceived as quote unquote like lazy because they want to be perceived as like yeah I'm a hardworking person also that's why they buy all these like ripped jeans like well, that was also part of um, rock and roll. Rock and roll helped uh, out the rich no, no. and also the American, the American. But, but you know why rock and roll they ra ra have ripped jeans? It's because they they actually rip their jeans. No, because they too poor to afford. Like a lot of these like bad people. You think you think you think they have like money to like buy new jeans? Like they they You're probably right. They try to survive to get their first gig. You know. Yeah. All right, guys, let's bring it back. No, <laughs> bring, I'm just bring, saying bring how fa how back. fashion is. In reality, you know how yeah. how hype was created, and, and and if you think about it, like you know, like a lot of these like individuals right now, like you know, there's Corona, right? Corona's happening. Corona's still here. Yeah. We're, we're in the middle yeah. of a plague, yeah. and then the winter storm in Texas is happening. But you see <laughs> all these circle. like rich people or mm. powerful people like Ted Cruz going okay. to Cancun. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, Louis. All right. I'm just so, saying. I'm just saying. Will you dress like this if there's a Renaissance festival? Oh, I know Mango would. Oh, yeah. I've seen him already. Right. For sure, yeah. Mm. I mean, if it's not weird, I would, you know. What's <laughs> if it's not weird? If I it's would. not weird. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? If it's you the mean like in any situation. Yo, shots are fired. <laughs> shots are fired. Everybody get down. <laughs> shots are fired. Yo, my fellow I Renaissance would not... brothers and sisters. <laughs> he does not speak for all of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm such a low-key person also when I yeah. dressed up. I'd probably yeah. like dressed up like as a peasant. <laughs> no, you, you'd wear like you'd wear something, but you'd have like no drip for it. A jester. <laughs> you'd wear like you'd wear like the the hottest thing, but it wouldn't be like all out in your face. That's the thing. Like, I think I, you, I, you like you like having function oh. with, with a little with a subtle form. You know what I mean? So back oh. in the day, this is Ingrid what men were, right? Mm. Men were a shirt beneath their doublets, and they were a variety of cloaks and mantles, uh, a yeah. type of cape over a, the doublet that they already wore right beneath their shirt. Right. <laughs> so it's like a bunch of clothing. And imagine back in the day, there's no AC back in the day. But that's also, a... high yeah. heels, high heels. And they had to wear those like white stockings. But the significance of that is the three-piece suit came from that. Did you oh, know that? Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why used... nobody likes wearing three-piece suits. Well, it's so hot. It used to be called just the, just the corpse. 
an idea deriving from Persian culture, but then the three piece suit mm. developed through that. I'm like, what? <laughs> we are we are all learning as we go through this. <laughs> I've learned more tonight than I've learned. Oh my goodness! In a long while, boys. <laughs> So, you know what what has remained the same? They are saying that the garment stayed the same. The cut, the color, and the finish of the garment has been consistent in fashion industry. Mm. Even today, it's been been done the same way. The wheel is still a wheel, still a circular wheel, you know? And how they embroider it is still the same. How they lace it is still the same. How they decorate it is still the same, you know? it's it's weird like so this 16th century kind of like i don't know like connected the world because of like the materials is like shipped from somewhere um some other stuff is coming from africa it's it's weird it's like i don't know it's like branding started on 16th century enlightenment era Mm -hmm. like they're like you know fashion is almost like a discovery like it's like they're just discovering things it's pretty Um, young in my opinion i mean I guess there were there were fashion already before the 16th century, but it wasn't commoditized and nobody was like actually like archiving it and teaching other people how to brand themselves, how to carry themselves. So in yeah. a sense, it's almost like the start of like this, not only design, but like how to market and like, you know, right. like create this like um, perception. Right, right. So they set a trend for like modern day, clothing garments right like skirts yeah uh they didn't call it skirt back in the day (laughs) we didn't start calling it until like you know but i don't know it set the trend it set the trend yeah it was like it was literally the rivalry between england and france um that um created a lot it's almost like you know how how right now it's like russia and america with the cold war so there were there's like a bunch of nukes but back in the days a bunch of clothing it reminds me of Zoolander. Nuke, Bad nuke the world with drip. Yeah, Bad they they use linen, silk, velvet, leather. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy that they had velvet at the time? Like I, I keep looking at at uh, Louis the Fourteenth's velvet um, blanket that he's got on his cape. Yeah, and um, it's just crazy. It just looks. It, it's funny that they're able also that these portrait artists are able to render. Like you can tell very clearly that it's velvet, and that, I mean, I I have so much respect for a lot of these portrait artists who were able to get like so close on the detail with some with like the fabrics and things. Where did the velvet come from? Like the Ottoman Empire or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Back in the day, I mean, they've but, been they've been like trading, you know, yeah. and then they were getting these materials from like the Middle East, like Turkey and stuff like that, and uh, shirts, trousers. They're all like they seen it on, you know, from the. I, I I guess it's like a blend of ideas, uh, of <laughs> yeah. Europe and, and the Middle East and everything else, because like I, I think the Middle East really like set, set the trend for like a lot of fashion garments and stuff like that. You know what still what what still is true that fashion only um, is cyclical. When I say cyclical, it dies down, then it comes back up eventually at some point in time. Yeah. So you know how like women right now, like have their high waistline, like kind of like fashion, but like whatever they're wearing is like all the way up beyond their waistline. So 16th century was the start of that high waistline thing. (laughs) I love that look. 
Psych. <laughs> the, Damn. Oh, the mom not, jeans. <laughs> not, not a fan, huh? The mom jeans. No, it, 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 every, every girl are doing that, even with their, like, um, their uh, Lululemon. Yeah. What was those? Uh, it, it's all high rises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, the belly button. Yeah. But it is it is cool. I like I like the the style and i just had to like talk about it today i don't know why but i felt like um it made a lot of sense to talk about this i mean it's it's definitely a big big movement in design definitely it is it is it kind of sparked i mean for us like for me i'm a i'm a designer right i'm not a fashion designer i'm more of a like experience uh slash web slash you know like brand whatever you want to call it it kind of like made me aware that branding started like this time you know like it's it's almost like a history uh for for me you know like mm. knowing that because as a designer you don't really know know what a, what's going on like in, in school there is history about design but they teach it where, where they teach it begins at at like the 80s or like after after world war ii is what i'm saying where, mm-hmm. where all the swiss and the german like you know like all these like um propaganda it's close to like business design yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and the farthest we've ever gotten was like the victorian age like you know like the printing press but that's about it you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's true not not the printing press but the screen the screen printing how they screen print paper you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but i think we can take a lot from like fashion at least fashion design Mm -hmm. back in the day or at least 16th century fashion like patterns you know, oh, yeah, we still the way use those. the way they design the dresses, how it like to the human figure, like a corset, something like that. Somebody had to design it, right? Somebody had yeah. to invent these mechanism that will tie the corset up. Um, and then there's also, yeah, like, like you said, like color, color. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, the men probably not as loud. They're at least in color wise. Oh, no, the guys were the loudest. <laughs> oh, the guys were loudest. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. It depends on what time period. We're we're covering some crazy amounts of time right. here in, in our conversation here. But if it, some some of the periods, if it was like the fifteen to sixteen hundreds, it might have been louder. Some of the later periods definitely started to they started to calm down a little bit with all. Why this why do you think is that though? Like is that like because of certain events or just just trend? You know, I think it was function, but realistically, I think that the reason why there was so much drip at one point, which probably had to do with the perception of the power of of France. You know what I mean? Like, why else would you create? What, what's that one like huge building in France? It what was like that mean? one. It's that one building. It's humongous. It was made for the Sun King. I don't know. Uh, I know. I know they ruled the art world. They had like the Academy of Art. So everything had yeah. to go through them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically the idea was that like um, it, it was to show the power of of that empire at the time. I think that's why a lot of these uh, the the culture was around all of these visuals was because there was so much um, there's just so much power there, and that they wanted to like show off how how extravagant that that what they could do. Look, look, we could make these we could make these elaborate you know, gowns and, and dresses and, and royal robes for, for, um, you know, our kings and queens. And, and we had, we live in these palaces and, and it was really a true sign of like wealth and power and, um, 
you know, we're the, we're the greatest in the world kind of situation. And then I think the further along you go, uh, as the world started to get more industrialized, um, people started to wear things more for function than, than for showy, like showing off constantly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You guys agree with that? I think, well, it's, it says here, we're talking about like the 1500s, right? Mm -hmm. When 16th century, like is about, is just starting. So 1500, the temperature was still like not as crazy as right now. Right now it's crazy because of all the pollution, all the carbon that's being like, you know, thrown into the atmosphere that's why it's really hot sometimes or it's kind of cold just say it so <laughs> global warming just say it just say climate it change. <laughs> so, but, but you know like um so back in the day around the bush <laughs> so back in the day it was like you know like it's still like uh, the temperature were still cool like you know it's not hot it's not like too hot it's not too cold it's just cool like it's a good temperature you know mm. Right. And it's still feeling the um, the little ice age, as they would call it, like um, the post, like, you know, I- ice age, like climate that's happening that we kind of like killed off really quick <laughs> in the 20th century mm. <laughs> with all the pollution. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, um, that's why it's so thick. Like a lot of like their clothing is like very like layered. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do agree with you with like them showing off their power, but I feel like it's just rich people trying to flex. Like, what's happening right now? I got like a Bugatti, I got a Lambo, I got like a Ferrari. Rich, rich people love flexing. They it's they true. just like to flex, you know. And yeah, and that's how they 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 would be flexing with to their peers, right? Yeah. yeah. Look like, at these hypebeasts from Amsterdam, though. They're really like in Rembrandt's like like paintings. They're like not even wearing any color at all i think they're setting like a trend for like another you know color thing yeah there's definitely a, a variety of clothing at the time well you know rembrandt's <laughs> um painting or caravaggio they they tend to paint a very dark tone so you don't really see it as um you know the painting style is just it's almost like photography right now like um where the back the background is like dark and then do you think, there's a light hitting you do you think he exaggerated he exaggerated like, it for sure that's that's just how he they they love that like really dark and light contrast uh with mm. their painting but that's that's just a form of their art art style um but but at the same time like a lot of these like artists were making like pennies off their painting and now like think about it all their painting are worth billions or hundreds of millions of dollars back in the day i i remember caravaggio was like a prisoner <laughs> and he he had to like escape like uh like some sort of like you know like uh um debt collector or something like that and he all he all he do- does is like paint to like pay off his debt <laughs> really yeah oh to be a writer or a, or rather to be a an artist back in the day being an artist is it never changed yeah virgil abloh did a whole like like thing on him like a whole like fashion thing like uh like a season of off-white for him oh you want to you want to know something funny you want to know something funny i was like uh looking at uh logos right so I did not notice until uh, recently. You know how Off White have that like arrow logo. Uh huh. <laughs> so you know who else has that arrow logo? Oh. The glass, uh, 
Glasgow Airport in UK. Oh, so he copied them? Possibly, man. I mean, the airport has been there for a, for a long ass time. <laughs> Maybe he got inspiration from it. <laughs> Come on, it's a spitting image of it. Literally a spitting Come image. On. Uh, but it, he it, is he he did come from industrial design though, so I can see sense. that I can see that aesthetic why he went with that. I'm trying to piece my like outfit together on Pinterest just in case it's I run literally, into <laughs> just in case the Renaissance Festival I, opens up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if uh, the I'm the, going um, with a rough collar. I'm definitely going with that. He, I he, don't know if <laughs> y'all know the Glasgow <laughs> Airport logo, but I just linked it right now. What the heck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a spitting image of it. <laughs> How That's Virgil Abloh swiped off his off-white logo. He be swiping, man. He be swiping. Yeah. That's but, funny. I don't know, man. But that's not the real logo though for Glasgow. It's like a weird G looking one. Well, th- that's that's their one of their logos. They were and, forced uh, to change it. <laughs> it's like one of their like uh symbols, I wanna say. Where like like you know how airport have like low keys and stuff like that? Those maps. I guess that's one because they have it on their side like like the runways or something like that. So it's not their main logo logo. Their logo is actually like a this G looking thing. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is Glasgow Airport had it first. Yeah, they did. They and did. Louis Louis the the Fourteenth had it first. Had had first. <laughs> he had it first. He you actually, know what? He owned Louis White v- before You know what's else. funny? You know what's funny? A lot of like uh, Louis Vuitton's like pattern is almost exactly how like Louis the Fourteenth or the Kings like. Uh, and guess Kate who's the like. head designer of Louis Vuitton now? Who? Abloh, <laughs> virtual Abloh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that got to do with R- Louis? Ripping no, off he's a, he's like the he's like the head designer. Oh, so he who, like, who's, like, a, he's like how you're relating to what you're talking about, Louis oh. Vuitton. Hello. Okay, so he's got he's about to rip off somebody again. <laughs> well, he's, he's a Louis Vuitton Don. He's a part of it. <laughs> how can you rip off something when he's part of it? <laughs> I don't know, man. He like, just faked I, it until he made it. He literally just like took this logo and like made it his own. No, he's okay. he's talent. He's talented. He's he's got <laughs> he's got. Um, I think his. Uh, I actually wanted to go. So sneakers app had actually had like these things like like raffles to actually go see him design, and you get to design your own shoe at uh, the MCA. With him, yeah, he's there. But now it got so big. There's other designers, and these are like big industry designers. They're not. And then you're you're creating a sneaker through their brand. You know, I know what Alpine Black's next logo would look like. What would it be? It'll be like this. Then I'm gonna put a a square box around it. <laughs> what? I'm gonna like box it within a box. You know, like a stroke, a square stroke outside like the box Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. And I'm gonna oh, name it the Xbox. Okay. All right. Going back to Louis Vuitton, yes. or rather, going back to Louis the Sun King, or uh, yes. sorry, the drip, the the grand, the mid, grand middle ages, of... middle ages drip. Well, all I'm saying is like nothing has changed since the middle ages. People still be swiping shit, and that's just how design goes. You know, people just rip other people off. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
Everybody is everybody is just uh just a part of the process of this. Ma Mango's not part of this. Uh, we, we don't condone what he's saying. We don't, we don't know as a professional. He might be no, doing something shady. I have shady. no idea. I have no he's idea like, what he's talking about. Is. We don't relate to this person. <laughs> he's saying it on his own volition. Oh, <laughs> we we are all sponges of our environments. Oh my God, then um, Ablo is a really good sponge because he copied that logo really well. Well, what do you do with, with good sponges? It's just weird like how everything connects together, right? So yeah, Louis Vuitton is. is from, took design elements from, you know, or is from that era, have lineage through that era. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then here comes uh, Virgil Abloh, like what we're all like connected. So everybody is fashion in a way 16th century did really like kick it off and it's still relevant to the till today and i don't know it's they just sent the trend yeah i mean good design lasts forever you know like it doesn't age it just gets refined and with that we'll see you on the next one this episode is edited and produced by ernest chua and brought to you by the alpine black team this podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.